All right. Welcome to Bizarre Times. I'm your host, K-Town, and this is a new show. And uh, I just actually launched it this past week and you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcast. It's Bizarre Times. I don't think it's in every podcast app out there right now, but I know for sure that it's in Apple and Amazon Music and it should show up shortly for Spotify and all the others. So um, I hope you enjoy it. This interview was with William Ramsey. He is one of my favorite guests. I will definitely have him back on my show to discuss other strange and bizarre uh, things in history and people. So I hope you enjoy it. These are bizarre times. Quickly tell us about your background and then how you got started researching some of these subjects that you talk about on your podcast. Well, my podcast is William Ramsey Investigates. I was an attorney. I'm a member of the State Bar of California. I was always kind of interested in other alternate topics after being in D.C. for three years. I saw some things that were never really reported properly, so I kind of became a researcher, my own researcher, which led me kind of looking into 9-11, which led me to Aleister Crowley. So I kind of I wrote a book about Aleister Crowley titled Prophet of Evil, and it kind of, you know, I kind of looked into the, some of the darker things that were happening in society. So I really researched Aleister Crowley, and the book that I wrote about his influence on the 20th century is titled Children of the Beast. Crowley was kind of nicknamed the Beast. And then I also wrote a book about the occultism in the West Memphis Three Satanic case that I think was covered up. That was titled Abomination. But I've always kind of been interested in really kind of digging into subjects and seeing past what the corporate media is trying to tell you or people with an agenda and just really trying to trying to be as factual as possible. So I, I've looked into other subjects. Epstein was one. I have contacts with some people who went to some of the hearings regarding Epstein after he was arrested. I think it was July 6th of 2019. I did a show about him with Derek Bros back earlier before he was arrested, who's also another researcher who does excellent documentaries. So, you know, I've looked into a variety of subjects, but I, I definitely researched Epstein in detail and have read the biography by one of the main accusers in this in the civil cases, a woman by the name of Virginia Virginia Jufrey. And she wrote a biography which was included in the filings, the document filings in her defamation suit against Elaine Maxwell before she was arrested. So there's a lot of very interesting details about Epstein that the public really never knew. Oh, most definitely. Okay. So let's go ahead and start by allowing you to tell people who Jeffrey Epstein was and what he was accused of doing. That's a great question. But seeing who Jeffrey Epstein was is kind of like peeling the onion on a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> So, I know. And I think we're still learning, actually. I think that there's still information coming out. I think there's still sensitive topics. There's still civil cases and court cases around his kind of group. But I think on the surface, Jeffrey Epstein was a very successful financier who invested in different properties and was part of the really a global elite, the international jet set elite. He had a very probably the most expensive, I think the most expensive mansion in New York City. He also had a palatial estate in New Mexico and owned his own island in, I think it's the British West Indies, 
kind of close to Puerto Rico, east of Puerto Rico, that was called Little St. James. He had his own set of planes. He had boats, helicopters. So he was almost kind of like a villain kind of from a James Bond perspective. He was very well connected. He was very well connected in Hollywood and knows and knew many of people you see around that you would know. They all are hiding their affiliations or connections to Epstein, but there's so many people that he was tied to in the intellectual entertainment and what I would say financial elite for sure, political elite actually. Yeah. And so it's re- it's really interesting that you say that this man somehow was able to make these connections with a lot of high profile people. So do you know how that even started for him? Well, his history that people can ascertain is that he is from New York. His parents, he's not from a wealthy family. He grew up in Brooklyn, but at some point he went to actually, it was a teacher at Cooper Union, which is a very bougie, you could call it private school in New York. And I think he met people there. The headmaster was actually the current attorney general bar. His father worked there at Cooper Union and actually the Dalton school. I got it wrong. So I think it was the Dalton, Dalton school, but he ended up at Bear Stearns. But some, at some point he made a connection with a guy by the name of Wexner out of Ohio. And Wexner was the person behind a lot of clothier. He was a very billionaire clothier, particularly associated with Victoria's Secret. But that's really where he got his start. And then he hooked up with the daughter of a very interesting character by the name of Robert Maxwell. His actual born name was Abraham Laszlo. He was a survivor of the Holocaust. But his daughter and Epstein hooked up somewhere in the 90s, mid-90s in Ohio, and kind of started this, you could call it a Bonnie and Clyde relationship, you could call it a relationship, but that's really how she was kind of, she was a socialite in Europe and had a lot of connections with the royal family, and when she moved, when her father died mysteriously on a boat off, I think it was the coast, it was somewhere in the Atlantic, it was either the Canary Islands or something like that, but he mysteriously died, she moved to New York, and they hooked up, and she was kind of his entree into he didn't seem to have that polish that she did, but she was very well known within kind of, you know, high fashion and other wealthy people. So I think that they kind of she they worked together. She was kind of his front person. And they, suddenly he built this kind of empire. Nobody really knows the totality of how he acquired this five hundred and fifty million dollar estate that he had when he mysteriously died. I think it was August 10th of twenty nineteen. But they amassed a ton of money, and she has a ton of money as well. So anyway, that's kind of where it all started, and the connections are really incredible about who he knew. That is, that's something else. Now, let's go back to you talking about the fact that I guess he was teaching at Dalton. Is that right? Yeah, it was Dalton School. Dalton, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's one of Okay, so did he or did he not have inappropriate relationships with some of the students there? I think that was a rumor. I don't know if it was ever like— considered illegal. I don't know if he was ever arrested at that time, but he definitely there. I think there are reports that there was inappropriate behavior, even at that time. Okay. All right. So now he's, he's ran into Wexler and did Wexler give him that mansion, by the way? For a dollar. So apparently he, (laughs) Wexler was the owner of that for a long period of time. It was actually Wexler's property, which is a very curious element. Why was Jeffrey Epstein in somebody else's high-end mansion that had been re- really rebuilt and had secret stairways and recording inst- recording videos throughout many of the rooms. 
Right, right. That is, that's interesting there. Let me ask you something. Do you think that Wexler knew that he was blackmailing all these people? Being that, you know, the mansion, it was already wired up for recording and things like that. Right. I would say that their relationship is very suspicious, in my opinion. But I would say without really the government looking into, it would be difficult for me to really say that with any certainty. But they had a long term, they had a long relationship. So it's, it's, and there were, there were some improprieties that took place in Ohio, even before Epstein was active in Palm Beach or New York City or Manhattan. So, yeah, it's hard to say. I, I think that I would assume that both Elaine Maxwell and Epstein both knew that they were collecting information on people. Who else knew that? I would bet that there were a lot of other people who knew that without naming names. OK. All right. Now, to give people a little information about why he would be, you know, amassing this treasure trove, I guess you could say, of blackmail information upon all these, you know, different people. Why would he do that? And who would he be doing that for? Well, that's a great question. I mean, I think that there's all kinds of other benefits, but I think he could control them. So anybody in entertainment, anybody in the news, like we know that George Stephanopoulos, who's on the news all the time, once lunched with Epstein. So we know that there are connections there. We know that Trump knew Epstein very much so in the 1990s. Very close. There's actually videos of them together. We know that other like Bill Clinton has been on his plane. So a lot of these people, which was nicknamed like the Lolita Express, which a Lolita is like an underage woman. So it's not like something that in certain states would be considered legal. So I think that just having that information, maybe I do you a favor, you do me a favor. But it's very interesting. So like, for example, I would say that Virginia Giuffre has made claims against George Mitchell, who was a senator and she said Epstein sent her out when she was underage to have sex with her. And also, I think the guy's name was Roberts Robertson out. He was the I think he was the governor of New Mexico. Well, both of these people were involved in very sensitive situations in negotiations at the U.N., Robertson in particular. And Mitchell was the overseer of and this is after this event occurred sometime right around the turn of the millennium, really around 2000. So Mitchell later on was a arbitrator or an overseer of negotiations between the state of Israel and the Palestinians. And there's pictures of him on Wikipedia where you can see him doing this. He's sitting down with Netanyahu, Hillary Clinton, the head of the PLO or Palestinians, and George Mitchell there all together. So imagine if somebody had any dirt on Mitchell and these negotiations had to go to a certain direction and somebody had the string on him, right, that they didn't want it revealed or had pictures of him consorting with an underage woman, that's a lot of power. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's one example. So imagine that happening in all kinds of negotiations. Imagine somebody is the real kingpin like Epstein or somebody above him, and they have information on Hollywood celebrities, Bill Clinton. I wouldn't be surprised if they had info on Donald Trump. Not surprised at all. Yeah. Let's talk about his, you know, what he was accused of doing with these children. Then I want to come back and talk about his dealings as far as the Mossad is concerned. Can you tell us about the children that he was accused of trafficking? Like when did that actually pop up on the public's radar? So I think the real public, and it wasn't really that, it was under the George Bush administration. So he was arrested in the Palm Beach that there were allegations by women that he was inviting them over for massages. 
in his palm, not far from where Trump lives, as a matter of fact, not far from Mar-a-Lago. But he had a nice kind of semi-mansion there, and he'd, he would invite women, and that was made it to the Palm Beach Police Department, and it was investigated, and he was arrested. I think he was arrested, actually, but what he, his final conviction was very different than his arrest, because I think it involved, if I remember, and this is 2007, I think it involved younger girls, definitely under the age of consent in Florida, and he negotiated a deal with Alex Acosta, who ended up being Trump's secretary of agriculture, I believe, or labor. But Alex Acosta, who was, the, I think, the federal U.S. district attorney there, but deal was negotiated that the sexual impropriety was of a woman over 16. So it was negotiated to be at a different criminal conviction, it would be a much lesser sentence if the girl was over 16. But even the, supposedly, according to the evidence, some of the girls were under 16. But he had kind of a dream team of lawyers, a lot like maybe OJ, because it involved Alan Dershowitz, a guy by Black, the literal Ken Starr, who wrote the Starr Report over the improprieties of Bill Clinton. So he had the best of the best. And there was all kinds of stories of improprieties. But it was also very interesting because it wasn't a major story. It wasn't something that was featured in my opinion, or just looking, recollecting, it was kind of maybe a blip on the national radar. So he was given a very light sentence. He served time in jail, but he was allowed to go home, I think, on weekends. And I don't know if he even registered as a sex offender. So he definitely had a conviction, though. So, yeah, so then it just kind of moved forward. It was under the Bush administration. And there was actually something in the files that said that involved Robert Mueller, who said that he was a person who provided the FBI with information. So he was noted as a source in some of these files. And somebody also mentioned like, oh, you know, don't mess with this guy. This guy's intel. So there's definitely some things that need to be figured out. And there's actually a very intrepid woman. I forgot her name right now, but she's actually really sending out tons of FOIA requests to the government to find out this information. So somebody's really on this case. A lot of people are on this case, but they're wondering why he was able to kind of skirt when he was skirt with such a low kind of criminal conviction when there was a lot more evidence yeah. had broader. I think some of those, like if he would have had one of the, in the indictment, one of the things was like a 20 year sentence. So he would have gone away from a long time for a long time instead of having some type of like, I think he had an 18 month sentence, you know? This guy was getting a slap on the hand. Like, do you think maybe that's a telltale sign that he had some of these people in his pocket? I mean, I think that I think that that was his goal from the beginning back in the 90s. So it's not known how many of these people he people me he may have cavorted with or invited to his island or on his plane. Yeah, it's not known. But his plane, like they have the list of the people who are on his flight logs is incredible. Bill Gates, you know, some of these very well-known people. So I think that if that was his goal to kind of be a kingpin, we don't know the totality of what happened. It's interesting because when he was re-arrested back in, I think his arrest date, it was July 6th in 2019, one of the people, it was a, the Eastern District of New York was the federal district, but it involved, there was also somebody who was working from the public integrity section, which only gets involved in cases if somebody's been bribing people or there's something involving politi politicians engaging in illegality. So it means that somebody in that Epstein case, other than Epstein, might have taken bribes or something like that. It was never, it was never 
ascertained because he didn't go to court. He died mysteriously. I don't think he committed suicide personally, if you ask my opinion. But I think it's interesting to look at that case and look back to 2007 and say, hey, somebody's getting bribed. So you don't know who, where payoffs are taking place, if they're taking place at all. It's, That's right. Uh, unknown. Okay, you mentioned the flight logs. Is that something that they release to the public? I mean, can we see that? Yes. So there is some really good information is the flight logs, which they're saying that are they are complete. They're very telling because you have to write the name of the individual on the log. So you can tell people can tell that Clinton was on 27 flights, even though he said Bill Clinton said he was on four. Wow. But, uh, wow. Yeah, That's so crazy. Like, yeah. But you know, Gates is on there. Wait a minute. He had 27 flights going to the island? I think in part in the island. Trump is on one of those as well. Trump is definitely on a flight with Epstein and Epstein's brother. So what about the picture of Clinton with one of his supposed handlers of these children? I saw it online. I don't know her name, but Clinton, they showed a picture of Clinton with a woman that they said was actually handling these girls whenever they, you know, were brought out to the island. Have you seen that? Well, there's a, there was a, I think Elaine Maxwell, but she, he, Bill Clinton, I think there's a picture of him with an underage girl. I wish I could remember her name now, but back in that day, I think she was 15, but yeah, there's a lot of sketchy pictures of Bill. Yeah. So (laughs) sketchy pictures of Bill. Yeah. I mean, within that, in that environment, but these guys are all trying to cover anyway. So when you're a pilot, you're supposed to put these pilot logs of people who are on your plane, but one of the pilots who worked for Epstein, he never did it. So that whole part of his of that record is missing. So I think some of the flight logs that do remain, people have gone through that. You know, a lot of these kind of very detail-oriented people have gone through that and made lists of it. And it's pretty incredible. But the fact that Trump knew as well. So these guys, I bet both Trump and Clinton were targets, to my belief. You just jarred my memory about something. I'm curious. I haven't heard anyone talk about it, though, but maybe you know this. You know, what about the pilots and the drivers? These people had to be seeing things. I mean, have they been questioned to your knowledge and divulged some things that they've already released to the public? I mean, I'm not aware of it, but I wanted to ask. I'm not either. I do know that there was an interview with one of the limo drivers who had was shuttling women around and, and he came forward and said a number of things. I can't remember his name at the time. But he actually talked about it and something sketchy was going on. And I think that there was a place where these women were being lodged. I think it was in a building. If my memory serves me correct, it was a building owned by Epstein's brother. So he had to have known what was going on. And then they were shuttled around. So I know that that person's come forward. They talked to one of the pilots. But a lot of these other people are being tight-lipped. I don't think a lot of other people, a lot of the victims have come forward. And a lot of the victims did come forward. And I think we're going to testify actually on my web, on my YouTube channel or my podcast. I read what the victim said after Epstein was killed, in my opinion. They said to the court and they kind of had their day in court without any conviction. So that is on my podcast. But, yeah, so some people have come forward, not everybody. But, yeah, (laughs) I think a lot of people were very nervous when he got arrested on July 6th. No doubt, man. No doubt. Have you seen where they've been trying to lower the age of consensual sex to like 12, an insane age? I don't know what country I saw that in, but some some idiot has actually suggested that. It seems like as these high profile men are being arrested for this type of crime that someone's, you know, always lobbying to lower the age. So it seems like, you know, sooner or later, they're hoping it's it's not going to be a big deal when they're caught with these underage females. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think 
I think in California they're trying to lower some type. Of, I think they actually passed something involving some type of thing that had something. Yeah, but I do think that that's still that's still. I think that Alan Dershowitz, who was a at least a contact with Epstein, wrote something about that, like lowering the age of consent in one of his writings. And Epstein's. I mean, there's tons of civil cases surrounding the Epstein case that are taking place now, and a lot of those and the. the Paper is flying against like confetti between them because there's a suit. So there was a civil suit between Jufre and Maxwell, and that ended. That was settled, but there was a ton. That kind of what brought a lot of information to the public because the public wanted to see the record. I think her name was Julie Brown. She was really a great reporter out of Florida who did really kind of broke the news story about Epstein in a three part series in late 2018. So that kind of like, who is this guy? What's going on? But she also wanted this information. So that's happening. But Dershowitz is being sued by Jufre, who sued Maxwell. And he's also in litigation with David Boys, who was the attorney of, at one point, the attorney of Virginia Jufre. And I can't remember. I think he just put out another lawsuit. Dershowitz is suing CNN or Fox. I can't remember which one, but they like, I think for defamation. So Dershowitz is in tons of litigation right now. And yeah, it's all, it's all kind of surrounding the whole Epstein situation. Yeah. Getting back to his Palm Beach house, was that wired up with cameras and such as well? I think that if I remember correctly, when there is a videotape of the officers walking through his house with a warrant and he had some kind of weird, he had a lot of weird art and pictures of women. And he had like a dental chair in his, in his house, which I don't even want to explain what that's for. Who has a dental no, chair in their house? No, I don't want you to talk house? about it. <laughs> yeah, talk I, don't, about I, it I don't want to either. But I think they said that they had, saw places where things were wired. So they didn't actually see any equipment, but they thought they saw just something that would have equipment would have been placed there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before I do want to touch on that, because I've heard you talk about it, but let's talk about, I'm really, really interested as to how this man was able to pull this shit off for as long as he was able to, especially at the mansion in New York. So with things being wired up and he's, you know, probably got video and, and photos of all these men going in and out of that mansion, and all these young girls. By the way, have, has anyone seen any any video or photos of these famous guys, men and women, with some of these young girls at all? Has that came out? That's not come to the public, but there are rumors that some people have his compromise, what they would call it in Russia. And there's also been stories that have been posted in Crazy Days and Nights of, of the Epstein had a safe that so he came back to one of his houses not only was the safe missing, but all of the stone around the safe was missing. So they didn't even try to break into the safe. They just bored it out of the stone. So that was reported as well. I find Crazy Days and Nights to be pretty... They actually had a beat on Epstein and Weinstein before it was ever public. You can go back and look at their postings. Really fascinating. There's like the guys, an attorney in LA gets a lot of information. So nothing has really come to the surface. Nothing to my knowledge. Do you think that, okay, when they went inside that mansion in New York, did they find anything? Did they say they found what he was recording or anything like that? Not to my, I think they found a lot of discs 
but I don't know if they, that was ever disclosed. Virginia Dufresne, who spent a lot of time there, said that there were a secret passageways and things like that. But she went down and there was a control room literally manned by people monitoring the video cameras and the televisions that were watching people all throughout the day. So she found some kind of weird control room. So it did exist, but none of the information or the material and people have been filmed coming and going from that mansion in very suspicious ways. And I mean, we know that Prince Andrew, like literally from one of the wealthiest fam, most powerful families in the world was friends with Epstein and Virginia Giuffre said that they had a, you know, carnal relations, but also Ehud Barak, who's a former prime minister of Israel has been seen going in and out of that mansion. And Virginia Giuffre said that Dershowitz was in that mansion also with Epstein. So, yeah, there's a lot of information. I truly believe that a lot of people in the media and a lot of very well-known figures that you know are deliberately covering up their connections to Epstein and what they knew. Yeah. So they just don't even want to. They're glad he's gone, and they do not want to report on anything because it could open up an even larger can of worms. His arrest was a huge can of worms for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe the FBI hasn't said anything because they really don't have any information. I mean, because you have to think of it like this. If he's, you know, getting the dirt on these people, this has to be like well thought out. Like who in their right mind would keep that information even as it's happening on any kind of local server in that house? I mean, to me, it seems like it would be sent maybe to a server that's outside that house, maybe even a, a totally separate server where you can't even, you know, you would have to go to a physical location to actually access that information. And he was probably getting rid of that, you know, as it was happening. You know what I'm saying? I mean, wouldn't you think that that would, it? yeah, oh yeah, offloading yeah. it instantly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look at the, this is a perfect example. So he's, Julaine Maxwell and him are sidekicks from mid 90s probably at least to 2010, 2015. But her dad, he was affiliated with multiple intel agencies. So he was affiliated with the Mossad, with MI6, and with Russian. With he, So he was kind of the KGB. So he had relationships with all these people, and he might have been feeding information, different information to each one for his own benefit. Yeah. So he might have been collecting information. What do you want to know? Okay. So I can sell this to you or make money from this or you want to know, you know, you want to blackmail people. What do you want to know about criminality? If you look at like Whitey Bulger and the kind of games that he pulled off where he was engaging criminality, but he was also leaking stuff on other people for his own benefit. Right. Yeah. So he had this relationship. So something like that may have happened with Epstein all along. I don't know. Do you think he was given orders about certain people that they wanted blackmailed? You know, that's a tough question. I think that if he's working for somebody else, yes. I mean, I have no proof of that. You do believe he's working for somebody. I mean, because the guy doesn't yeah. seem like he, you know, there's no person. This is my personal opinion. I don't think he's smart enough to pull anything like this off. I mean. Well, totally agree. I 100% agree. <laughs> if you look at him, he, like I said, he didn't come from, he wasn't like a moneyed person. His dad was like a supervisor, like a superintendent for a public school. So he didn't have. I don't think he was not, and I don't think he was intelligent, but he didn't have the kind of social graces or anything that people would want to be around. That was the key element of Ghislaine Maxwell, right? So she was really the She was his one. in. Yeah. Yeah. She was his in with people. She was in with the kids too. So she would, 
oh, yeah, I know a guy named Jeff. He's a really nice guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I don't think that he was the brains. No, I don't think that he was the brains. And it was an operation, and I don't think he was the brains. Yeah, interesting, man. This is just incredible, to be honest It's with. an incredible story because the, these guys were going after presidents and senators, and you don't really know the totality yet. A lot of this stuff's been covered up. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, what he was doing and the type of inf- information that he was wielding against these people would be considered a national security concern. I mean, li- literally, because, I mean, you could you could blackmail a maker of weapons or something to be used against someone else. I mean, they would either do it or suffer the consequences. What do you think about that? A hundred percent. It could be, you know, tons of things. He was hanging around with the scientific community. What if... You know, he wanted some secrets. He was very close to like the Los Alamos, the nuclear facility. So he was south of Santa Fe. So he was networking with a lot of those people through connections. Yeah, so it's very actually kind of interesting because his sister, I mean, sorry, Ghislaine Maxwell's sister married a guy by the name of Molina. And his father was friends with Jack Parsons. It was Aleister Crowley's number one disciple in the U.S., so, like, they have, like, a really strange kind of connection to the occult, too. It's really weird. So they called them, these three guys, it was a guy by the name of Foreman, Jack Parsons, and Molina were known as the Suicide Squad because they would do all these explosions in Pasadena trying to make rockets. And then Molina's son becomes Jelaine Maxwell's sister's husband. And they live in, you know, they're sophisticated kind of, like, tech people. I think they live in in New Mexico, if I remember correctly. Man, these people are fascinating. This is crazy. Let's talk about Ghislaine. Now, have you gotten any updates on her? Because I was thinking, you know, if they really don't have anything, they don't have the drives, they don't have the photos, the video, any of that, they may be pressing her for information about how to gain access to those you know where are they if they're on a separate server somewhere how they how can they get access to that so do you think that's a possibility and and the reason why she's trying to hold out for the for the best deal that she can possibly get before she helps them with anything yeah it's a good question i don't really know i don't know what the negotiations are like but she's in trouble just for the perjury charges because they have her on perjury for two charges of perjury during her civil suit with jufre so some of the actually the four initial charges in the indictment go all the way back to the early 2000s. So they're kind of old charge, they're old criminal acts that occurred a long time ago. But you know there could be a superseding indictment. But who else are they looking at? Is she really the one they want? Yeah, they got her own perjury and stuff. But is she the real person of interest that they really want? I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I don't really know the guy who was the U.S. attorney. Berman, who handled the Epstein case right before, it's very suspicious because right before Maxwell was arrested, he left his job. And so there might have been something going on, something political where he wasn't going to go through with the arrest of Maxwell, who's hiding out in some kind of weird location outside of, I think she was in New Hampshire or something like that, or Vermont. But yeah, so this new person, her name was Audrey Strauss, became the new acting U.S. attorney. So then the arrest takes place. So there's a lot of a lot of strange things. I think it's really very political. I think that both Jeffrey Epstein and, and Maxwell became people who to be arrested is because the internet was so fascinated when this case kind of broke and they had all this information like what's going on? This guy's trafficking 
internationally through different jurisdictions, kids. And people are seeing it, and why isn't nothing happening? So people are outraged. So Maxwell herself, whether what she says, I think she just hired a new attorney, a real high-powered, excellent attorney. So it'll be interesting. I've had this conversation with other people, what, whether she will negotiate a lighter sentence by telling her story, telling a half story, telling a quarter story. I don't know. I don't know what her strategy is, but I would say that there's a lot of people sweating, too, with her in jail because she probably has a lot of information. Yeah, wondering what she has. Yeah. Yeah, she's with Trump. She's with Prince Andrew. She's with very powerful people, Clinton. I saw that. With- Prince Andrew's so- having a... <laughs> Gonna have a breakdown, dude. I've been reading about him. Have you heard any updates about him? You know, I heard they wanted to talk to him, and he's refusing to do that and stuff. Right, like he's refusing it. There's a kind of an infamous picture of him and Virginia Dufre and Ghislaine Maxwell in Ghislaine Maxwell's flat in London, and another researcher by the name of it'll come to me. And I went to her house and confirmed that that picture was taken in her house, something that Andrew denies. So he's in, he's in real trouble because there is evidence and he lied about it. There is evidence tying him to, and there's pictures of him peeking out of Jeffrey Epstein's mansion in New York. So there is direct ties between an Epstein. There's actually kind of an infamous picture of Epstein, Maxwell and Harvey Weinstein at, Prince Andrew's daughter's birthday party about three or four years ago. Oh, gosh. So all these, like, this cast of characters are right there. So, I mean, so there you go. You've got Epstein tied to Weinstein. I mean, it's just really incredible. So Sean Atwood is the name of the researcher. He's done a lot of research into Epstein and Maxwell. But yeah, so he, yeah, so these guys are doing kind of, you know, there's just a lot of intrepid independent journalists who are really doing great work on Epstein and still doing great work kind of tying him to so many people. Yeah. Have you, have you watched the Netflix documentary on it? I do. I did. I mean, I know a lot about that because I'm familiar with the director, Joe Berlinger, who did, I think what my opinion would be a shoddy job on the West Memphis three when he was working. I think he was working for HBO at the time. And I do believe that Netflix account is a limit. What you would call maybe an Intel limited hangout where they focus just on Epstein as a sexual predator, which he was. But I think there's many more facets to his personality. But they just really focused on his abuse of these young kids. And in that regard, I think that's important. Yeah, there's a lot more to Epstein than that. Yeah. Quickly, I wanted to ask you about, before we move on to the island, I want to talk more about that. But you talked about he amassed a $550 million estate. Do you think that was by blackmail, possibly? And I wanted to know, was that liquid assets or how was that split up for him? It's a great question. I think that there was, he had a lot of investments in the stock market, like 100 or 200 million. He also owned parts of like yachting, you know, like where storage places or where you would put your, you know, you know, these store, store your boat or something like that. Store your boat. Yeah. You know? So he would own these places where people would rent to put their boats. So he was a part owner. So he had his tendrils all over the place. And there's a lot of mystery about how he acquired that. So not all of it was liquid. That's for sure. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would we love to that, know how he got. Yeah, but I think that, you know, these guys were in, involved in all kinds of weird stuff. So. I wouldn't be surprised at all. There were stories that there were arms trafficking, arms deals taking place on Little St. James. It's kind of a perfect place to do. I actually have likened it to a modern Hellfire Club. A Hellfire Club 
was something that Benjamin Franklin was involved with. And it was actually a real club. They were called the Merry Men of Medhendam, which was a place outside west of downtown London back in the 18th century. And they would go out there and it was like a secret place with caverns and they would do weird rituals. They would bring in a bunch of alcohol and prostitutes and they would just get away with all stuff. But there was also like one of the guys was the Lord of the the Exchequer, which means like he was like the head of the entire burst of the English Empire. So there was very high level people, but they would also, you know, fix things. They were fixers. So I think Little St. James, he might have been involved in drug trafficking, arms trafficking, organ trafficking, everything. We just don't know because it's all secret. Yeah. Okay. let's talk about Little St. James here. First of all, tell my listeners where it is and then what he was doing or what you found out that he was actually doing out there. Right. So Little St. James, if you look on a map, it would be east of Puerto Rico. So it's an its own independent island. Apparently Biden has his own island somewhere nearby, which I don't know how he got the money to afford an island out there. But Little St. James was a place where they would fly to and it was kind of like a little paradise. So these people would knowingly, I mean there's stories about like Bill Mayer mentioned some story about I'm flying to Little St. James to party for the weekend. So people would go out and hang out there. And, you know, I think that people were trafficked. There was one girl by the name of, I can't come to me, but she said she was raped three times a day there. So horrible things would take place there. There were tunnels underneath there. There was weird occult kind of like statuaries and a temple with a gold dome. So there was all kinds of strange things happening there. And it seemed like, a lot of people, a lot of famous people would go there because they knew that was a place they could get away with whatever their particular fetish or peccadillo or whatever their interests were. So there's stories of these guys trafficking when they were in the Caribbean, trafficking kids from Venezuela. So poor kids from Venezuela and people had seen like darker skinned kids around there that they don't even know what happened to them. You know, they're just there and they were gone. So the totality of the depravity, I don't think, is really known, and I don't think any of those people really talk about it. But Crazy Days and Nights has done a lot of stuff. You can go into their search bar and type in Epstein and see all these famous people that were definitely going there. Kevin Spacey, Singer, that's what they allege. Brian Singer, who's a film director. And God only knows what kind of things that they were really doing. I mean, some of this stuff is clearly a cult. They had all kinds of statuary and and what, what was that dome for what, what what's that for That's is that like question. a sundial or something what is yeah, that so there was a sundial but the dome definitely i looked at one of the statues and it looked like what i'd seen statues of this god of egyptian god horse so it looked exactly like that but there was also like another greek god what's the greek god of the ocean it's i can't remember but there's all there was all this kind of statuary around there a lot of the stuff's moved the dome has flew off in a storm so it's not there anymore but there were definitely little parts to that island that had very – they don't even know. They built some kind of – like it looked like a soccer field, but it had a huge 20-foot berm around there. Nobody really knows what that was for, whether there was something going on there. Yeah. I mean, That's wild, man. Yeah, it's really wild. What about the dentist chair? Was it found there too? I don't know. I don't think that there was anything really that creepy that uh, like that. But there, there is definitely – you can look at the pictures – of people, some guy flew a drone over the island, and there's definitely like a garage that leads into part of the the side of the island. Nobody knows what's in there. And there are stories about Ghislaine Maxwell flying helicopters onto the island. She had a helicopter license. She also 
had like a submarine. So these people were almost like Bond criminals, like Dr. No or something, which also took place in the Caribbean. Yeah, it's really, it's really incredible. Story. Yeah. Kevin Spacey's creepy, man. Really creepy. You know, I heard, I don't know if it's true or not. He was down there with all kinds of, I mean, his preference is boys, little boys. Was that what you got from that? I know I haven't read mm-hmm. Crazy Crazy Days. Okay. Yeah. Right, I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Spacey's friends with the Clintons. Yeah, it's all this weird tendril, like web of connections and friendships and things like that, that Epstein kind of somehow got into. You know, he was very successful with that. And one other giveaway of Epstein is he had a little black book, what he called a little black book. And you can find that online. It was in, a, I think it was in a legal case involving his either Porter or his butler released it. And it has tons of names with direct phone numbers to all these people, Ivanka Trump, Donald Trump, Clinton's multiple numbers to places all over the world, all of these high level clubs and friends and associates. And it just it was like it just showed his Rolodex was very powerful and very high level. Like this is the one percent of the one percent that he was hanging out with, you know. So that little black book is really interesting to look through. And it it's kind of hard because it just shows the international caliber of people he was talking to. And so you can only you could see the American names and you recognize them. But some of the UK names, Italian royalty, places in the Swiss Alps where he had, you know, he's belonged to clubs. I mean, incredible places that the average person never even knows exists. Yeah. Wow. This is unreal. It sounds like, you know, they may have we talk about the rituals and things like that that they had out there. These very well may have been some of the same People that would meet up at Bohemian Grove. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. So you don't really, you don't know exactly the totality, but there was like, I think Giuffrey said in her autobiography that Ghislaine Maxwell had black robes in her, you know, closet. And there was a statue of Pan, the god Pan, who's like, you know, kind of famous for being kind of, you know, back an alley and kind of God was in the mansion in New York. So Jeffrey Epstein was involved in very dark stuff, man. Like really, I mean, she wrote about all kinds of really dark. I mean, it's never, never made been made public, but BDSM type stuff. Really? Chain, yeah. Was, she a, was yeah. she a sex fiend? I heard she was. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I think the reason why the laws are such where you're not, you know, it's an inequality. How good a decision is a 15 year old girl going to make? Right, right. I mean, if like she, I mean, the interesting thing about it's unbelievable is that she was trafficked by another dude before Jeffrey Epstein. So she was a target of the, and she came from like a, you know, supposedly a troubled background, but she, you know, she had been tra- trafficked by some other guy who got arrested. And then Maxwell literally picked her up out of the pool from Mar-a-Lago and said, Hey, come meet Jeffrey Epstein. So then Epstein trafficked her. The only reason she got away is she wanted to go get a, masseuse license in thailand he allowed it she got to thailand she bolted from thailand and went to married some guy in australia so and she's still around she's still active on social media but well, what about tom hanks was he was he go ahead well i'm just saying like there's a bunch of women around epstein there's a pilot her name was i can't remember her name there's another girl by the name of sarah kellen there's all these kind of helpers assistant type people other than maxwell how complicit are they because they're getting these benefits, right? They're getting the wealth. They're flying to places they've never been. 
Somebody gives them 500 bucks to go shopping. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're I'm right. just I'm just saying, I, I don't know where you draw that line. I mean, it's legal for it's illegal for a reason. It's just not. What about the lady that you and I talked about during the last show? And I forget her name. She's the one that was with Jay-Z and she does the spirit cooking and things like that. Oh, was she down at that Marita, island too? Yeah, Ram. yeah. There you go. I couldn't make direct connections between her and, and anybody in Epstein's circle. I mean, other than really the Clintons who knew Epstein, she's friend through Podesta, but nothing really that obvious. I never saw her around any of that stuff. But Abramovich, they were they featured in her in a Microsoft commercial. This I year. saw that man. Yeah, it's incredible. They she's yanked that fast. They yanked that real fun. fast. <laughs> yeah, they did. Somebody at Microsoft didn't get the message. It doesn't read doesn't read the right websites. Yeah. Yeah, they pulled that real quick. Okay, so what about Tom Hanks? Was he down there? He's a creep too. I didn't come across that, but I mean, it gets really dark. He's friends with Oprah. He's friends with a bunch of other sketchy people. She was friends with Weinstein. He's friends with Epstein. So the totality of how much these people really know each other and hang out, not obvious to me, but they seem to be in that same social circle, if you ask me. But yeah. One thing I do want to say, you know, all that information that he amassed over all those years didn't just disappear. I mean, someone has it, man. Okay. Someone right. is sitting on that. And whether they're going to unleash it or not, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, what are your thoughts on it, that that coming out at some point in time? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if the government, the U.S. government has it, if whether the government has U.S. government has part of it, whether other foreign countries have part of it, that there were negotiations of what's going on. It's a pretty heady world. You know, I, I don't know where all that compromised material is, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. That's one of the reasons why I think Epstein got killed in jail is he was trying after he got arrested to use what he had to somehow skirt it. Yeah. And people freaked out. People were like, he's trying to blackmail, use that blackmail as a lever to get people out. And that was it. Somebody went in probably from the mob. And just went in and strangled him, made sure he was dead. The last thing I want to touch on is, I found this very fascinating too, is I think he was a member of the law enforcement in Florida. And he's the one that had, you know, he had got access to some photos and videos and, and he took off and went to Russia or whatnot. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, I would look at that source about three times because he also said he knew Seth Rich. And I don't want to mention his name, but he's tried to insert himself into other things without any public information. So I, I, I would be very suspicious about that story. Very, very suspicious. Okay. okay. You can send me an email. I'll, I'll explain it to you. But yeah, I know his name. Ed Opperman interviewed him. And if you want to hear his interviews, but he claims to be close to that. But I think he's just another, to my opinion, another internet hoaxer. I see. Okay. Well, I'm glad I asked you that then. Yeah. All right. So before we go, William, please take a moment to tell my listeners where they can find out more information or any other things you're working on. Well, I've just been kind of working on stuff. My, my podcast is William Ramsey Investigates. I tried to actually look at, you know, use facts to investigate stories. I have guests on that maybe challenge corporate media narratives. I do have a bunch. I have five documentaries on my Vimeo channel, William Ramsey, and you can learn about Crowley and the Smiley Face Killings, which we talked about, which are involved in a bunch of young men. There's been a lot of groundbreaking stuff very recently about those cases. And I also did, and my books are also available on my website, William Ramsey Investigates. 
if you'd like a signed copy, you can go to Amazon and buy my books as well. All right. Many blessings to you, William. I appreciate your time. You as well. Blessings to you. God bless you. These are bizarre times.